What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Wells Cast with Wells Adams, an iHeartRadio podcast. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, ready. How are you? I'm good. I'm uh, just so you know, I'm doing this from my mom's house because I'm quarantining away from my fiance. Uh, so, I mean, you guys are lucky. You get to see what my childhood bedroom looked like. It looks so nice, right? We get the inside scoop. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Do you guys have uh, rooms in your house uh, that are the walls are painted margarine or no? Uh, actually, Jadora's room hurt. The other house that we have is like kind of like a yellowish yeah. margarine, like a bright margarine color. <laughs> yeah, so we can relate. All right, let's do this thing. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. 
It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, back on the Wells cast. Very excited to have the stars of Bling Empire on Netflix. Terry and Jesse here. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. Yeah. Okay, so obsessed with your show. And I got to be honest with you, like I like all the storylines, but your guys' storyline to me is the best. When you watch it back, do you guys feel like, yeah, we're the stars of this show? I think there were a lot of stars, but I think we're definitely the stars of the show as well. We were very authentic on the show. We were absolutely no filter. That was my life. And just the whole timing, how everything had happened, when I think back, it's pretty crazy. I mean, he just rewatched our scenes last night. He watches our scenes, like, all the time. It's like kind of like a every other day, like, activity that he does. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he just loves the scenes with the kids, like, and, and watching Javon being born again and yeah. again and again and again. Like, he's just like, wow, Javon, you know, can't believe, like, he went through all that with me and my mom, and he just came out the happiest baby, and we're grateful for that. Yeah, yeah. I think the the birth of Javon, that particular scene was very special to me, and and it's just such a blessing and kind of honor to be able to have that captured and right. be able to kind of relive that. Yeah, relive moment. that moment. Yeah. He actually cried when Javon was born, and I was really shocked. I was like, "Why are you crying?" Well, he didn't cry. Like, he wasn't sobbing. He was like tearing up. And then, and then it hit me that, you know, he, as much as my mom has affected me, it affected him too. And obviously my mom affected me, which affected Javon, right? I was pregnant the whole time and he was very sensitive to it, but he never showed it to me until that moment, which was kind of edited out of the, you know, the scene because everyone thinks I gave birth in one minute and that's not true. I was pushing for a while. 
I mean, yes, I wasn't grunting or screaming, but I didn't do that my first pregnancy too. I didn't sweat. Like it wasn't, it's not Hollywood. This is reality. That's how I give birth. And a lot of my friends give birth that way too. And some people have full glam. Some people have no glam. And I, I just, you know, I mean, I was so depressed. Like, I, and I just, it was excited to see Javon. I didn't, I just want to be natural and not have a glam because my friends were like, how come you didn't, you know, some of my friends who love makeup, they're like, how come you didn't doll up for the scene? I'm like, why would I doll up giving birth? Like, I don't know. Like to me, my focus is just give birth. Like I, and also I didn't have a time, right? I mean, when he comes, I'm not going to call my makeup artist. Hey, stand by, come, come doll me up. Like, I don't know. It's just, it wasn't my thing. So it was very natural, very natural. Yeah. The whole thing was, I went there and, you know, I had contractions and I went there and I gave birth. Yeah. One of my favorite subplots of your son being born is this whole past life reincarnation thing that you guys touch on. But I want to know more about it because um, it's fascinating to me and I like believe in that stuff. Obviously, your daughter plays a big role in like the narrative of that. You know, she recognizes your son as your mother. And I want to know, are there like other things that were cut out that were like signs of that that we didn't see? I think they captured a lot of it. Uh, Obviously, George talks about my mom every day. Even last night, she was telling me that my mom, you know, doesn't want to get shots anymore. She's tired of the pain, like getting shots and she wants to be relax and enjoy her day and I was just like okay Jadar and then my friend had told me something you know babies are so special they come from heaven so it's like a recognizable place that that they can feel things and see things that we cannot feel because we've already evolved into you know our own personalities and characters at the moment had convinced me that Javon was my mom and I felt very convinced because I remember telling my mom hey mom you know if it's too painful for you and you want to let go, I understand because she, my mom went through a lot of pain for 10 months. And I told her, you know, if you want to come back as Javon, I will take care of you. Like I, I will, you know, I will do, I will go the extra step even more than, than ever to take care of her. And the whole time I really felt Javon could have been my mom. But now that time has passed, I feel Javon is just Javon. Like, he is such a big blessing to me. He truly came to me, to Earth, to, because, I don't know, for some reason, the universe knew my mom was going to get sick, so they blessed me with this little baby boy. He is the happiest baby. Like He's happy all the time. Whenever I'm sad, he's happy. Whenever I'm happy, he's happy. Like, I'm just, he's always smiling. Like, it's just wonderful. And I don't know, I feel like he's just is such a true blessing, honestly. He, I will say this over and over again, he saved my life. He did. Because without him, I don't know. I don't know if I would have survived my mom not being here. I mean, obviously, I have Jesse and Jador, who I love so much. But Javon, because he is inside me, I had to control myself. I had to control my depression. I had to control my sadness, control my crying. And I thought once he was out, I was going to drink myself to death or something. I don't know. I don't know. Not drink myself to death. That's not the right thing. But I was just going to at least have some drinks. But I didn't even drink at all. Like, I had drinks here and there. But it wasn't like I drank because I was depressed. You know, some people... Do that and I don't I don't you know promote that at all but I'm glad that he had brought me so much happiness and I didn't didn't think about anything else really Jesse what are you, what are your thoughts on all of this my fiance is very like into astrology there's a lot of me that's like 
I don't know if I'm buying a lot of this. I'm more more of like a like a realist or a pragmatist. And I feel like you're kind of on that same plane. I wonder like when Cherry's like, I think that maybe like our son is embodying my late mother. Are you like, oh no, I think you need a drink, babe? Or are you like, oh cool? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, I I was supportive of whatever that she was kinda over, you know, being able to kinda handle the situation, right? Because, uh, you know, even though I personally would differentiate between Javon and her mom, I still want to keep her, whatever her faith is, her belief at that time, to be that motivation factor, right? Because obviously she was going through a lot with the loss of her mom. And, and the last thing I want to do, it's, it's kind of complicated situation. So whatever it is that she was going to help her through, like I'm 100% supportive. But at the end of the day, I want to be logically kind of voice my opinion, right? Like, hey, you know, maybe you want to keep a little dif- difference between your mom and Javon and just, you know, allow Javon to be who he is. And, and, and if so happened that Javon is part of mom, then great. You know, we are just one big happy we'll family. never know. Yeah. It's just all based off of feelings and how we feel. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, I will say this, like in your Netflix family i think there's a show called like life after death and they and they talk about a lot of people who feel like they had a like a reincarnation and they all have a very similar thing of like when they're young they have a lot of information uh, and embody a lot of stuff of someone who has passed and then as like time goes on that kind of strips away or or maybe that person that was kind of you know embodying them is is allowed to like go or feels good about letting go and it's something that like in the beginning i was like this is crazy talk and now i'm like i totally believe it i think it's so cool so i think it's really cool that it came out on your guys's show which is just so fun to watch in general jesse here's my question were you ever like why the fuck am i doing this show 100 <laughs> percent. are you still like that um, no, uh, I have to say is, uh, after the show has been released and, and what should we touch base on? I, I really enjoyed the part and, and I feel very blessed and honored to be part of it. I really do. Um, being able to reflect back and have to, all that captured, I, I think it's, uh, I, I think we're very honored to be part of that show. I think he watches the shows. I mean, not the shows, but our theme, um, more than anyone I know. <laughs> The second person probably my cousin. Like she'll, she'll she actually clipped the scenes to only me and you know re- replay it. Yeah, it's just that memory, right? Yeah. I mean, just being able to kind of rewatch it and just relive yeah, exactly. that moment. It's very special to me. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've been on seven reality shows, seven or eight, and I always ask this question when I talk to reality TV personalities. It's an inevitability that. You're going to like some of the stuff that you see, and then you're not going to like some of the stuff you see. That's just what happens when you don't have control in the edit bay. I wonder, do you guys have anything that when you look back on season one of being like, I hated the way that was perceived, I wish, or like that was wrong? I don't know. We got Uh, lucky. I don't know. Like I know a lot of people had problems, but we were actually really lucky with it. For me, it was more like my my, uh, postpartum body outfits. Like I should have chosen something more loose-fitting. I don't know why I was so confident to wear like, tight clothing after I just gave birth. I'm like, no, I shouldn't have done that. And it was just, for me, it was just outfit choices. Like I wish I made a little bit of a better outfit choice after I gave birth. But when I was pregnant, I thought I was, those outfit choices were good on my part. I mean, Um, for me, I think it just 
kind of seeing how Cherie uh, felt, right, about the, the non-proposal from my part, <laughs> right? I think I think that part was very... You're too slow, that's yeah. why. <laughs> but, but, you know, she just recently kind of found out kind of like my little plan behind yeah. the scene and kind of the reasoning why, you know, I have been hesitant. So, but, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I think the show came out great. Yeah, but it's pretty crazy because him and I have actually been looking at engagement rings for ever since we met, like ever since Jador was like, pre I was pregnant with Jador and, and every time I'm like, okay, is he going to propose? But no, it was kind of like a, like a, a gift or something. So I was like, okay, well that's not a proposal. So, you know, it has gone past me many times and that's why I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to propose. Well, I got, I have this in my mind that I want, I want to do it. So I want to make sure when it does happen, I want to make sure I kind of, I'm able to do what I envision and timing. Like I said, it's it's everything, and yeah. and just unfortunately, timing has been kind of off. But you know, I mean, it, it's, it'll come. Here's what I assume happened in that scene where she proposes to you. So the show shows like you take a beat, like there's hesitancy in it, and I would assume that that's not how that went down. There was no pause button. It was just like we filmed it, and then and then obviously on my end, I had some, you know, like planning on my end because it's a big thing for me right to propose to someone I mean never in my life thought I thought I would think I would do that right usually I mean I'm waiting for someone to propose to me which would obviously be him but well, yeah he I, I, okay I think the pause can take it different ways right yeah the pause wasn't about whether or not I was gonna say yes <laughs> or no the pause was I was literally shocked he was shocked and I he was just shocked. got back from Asia he was no sleep, jet lag, everything. Uh, you know, I felt bad for him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I literally just got back from Singapore that day. Yeah, that day. And, and, and I, I mean, I barely made the party. Yeah. So I'm still kind of jet lagged. But the thing is, I, I was seriously shocked. Like, oh my God. I mean, is, is this really happening? Yeah. You know? So, no, but I think it's a great thing. I mean, I'm kind of looking back, it's kind of like my yeah, he face. I was it like, last oh, night wow. again. <laughs> I was like, wow. I mean, gosh. Yeah. When you watch it back, and obviously Jesse's watching it back a lot, I love that. I love that, like you are like I've now become a super fan of yourself. This is amazing. Uh, <laughs> who, like, aside from from you guys, like watching you guys, who is your favorite character on the show? I think because I had just met Anna and I didn't know much about her, and then when I watched her on the show, I'm just like, wow, I was blown away. She's very motherly, very sincere. Yeah. I mean, for everything that she has. I was really blown away by her character. She's very humble too. And you know, she, yeah, I mean, that kind of blew me away, like uh, how she was. I personally really like the duo of Kang and Kevin. Yeah, the duo. I, I, think, I think the duo between them two, I mean, really made the but show. But it's a trio. It was me, Kane, and Kevin. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but. yeah, we were together pretty often actually, but uh, obviously this is before they even filmed, but Kane and Kevin came to the hospital all the time, including Jesse, to, you know, help meet my mom, to pray, to chant. We went to the temple all the time. I was pregnant, like getting up and down to the temple, like, you know, praying, doing what I should be doing. But I mean, I probably could have given birth at the temple <laughs> because I was always up and down, like up and down, up and down. You, that's how you pray. You, uh, Kane, Kevin and I and Jesse did this like eight hour chant. Wait, was it eight hours? Yeah, two different I think it's four yeah. hours and you get a one hour lunch break and then you continue again for another three or four hours. Yeah. So that was very intense. And that was my first like time doing that prayer session. 
And it's pretty incredible because um, Kevin doesn't speak any Chinese. The whole chant is in Chinese. I mean, it's even difficult for me and and for for him. And, you know, it's just great that we have that relationship. I mean, they're, they're wonderful people and they're my good friends. Yeah. Speaking of your heritage, as someone who's who understands like doing reality shows and then it becoming a big thing and then garnering this huge following on social media, what inevitably happens with my shows, people that come on it, there's really great comments and like really wonderful support, and then there's just also just a lot of like vile internet troll people say terrible things with you guys your heritage i feel like people could really use that against you in terms of the show have you experienced that at all for us as a family i mean we we accepted everyone's opinions right i think that's part of the thing is what make us kind of move forward it's that we gotta have to accept from both sides right different people have different perspectives so i think the first thing that we can do as a family is just have to respect everyone's perspective for me, you know, my kind of past and growing up, I just have to realize that, you know, as I get older, that you just can't please everybody. Yeah. And it's okay. But the most thing is you got to be true to yourself and be good person, right? And then hopefully all that leads to the, all the positive in the future. But we just got to kind of hold ourselves accountable and hold ourselves positive and let that kind of be our message. Has the show helped or hurt your business career? Um, I mean, I think it's still which business. Right? Yeah. Well, I, I think it's still very early to yeah. say or another. Mm-hmm. But I think again, kind of going back to uh, kind of my philosophy in life in general is the fact that you know we just be ourselves and do good things. I think the positivity will spread. And and you know as control, we cannot control everyone's perception. We just hope by our actions, you know, people will kind of turn around if they have any negative view on us that they'll see the positive side of things. What can everyone expect for seasons going forward of Bling Empire? I mean, we don't know if season two is going to happen, right? And and second, you know, Sheree and I, I mean, if, if that does happen, we have to talk among us as a family to see where we see us fitting, right? But, but regardless, just the fact that we've been part of this show and kind of in a way pioneering, it, it's pretty cool. I mean, it is yeah. very, it's very honorable itself. Yeah. So, I mean, I, we don't know what the future holds, but, you know, we, we just have to wait and see. Okay, so if Netflix comes back to you and says, all right, we're greenlighting season two, three, and four, we'll renegotiate your contracts to whatever you guys want, are you saying yes to that, or are you still thinking about it? Definitely we'll have a discussion yeah. With, yeah. with the production team, right? Because, again, we have to see where we fit in. Because as we have, sure we have mentioned, in, during the first season, we we're very true to ourselves. And, and we really want to make sure that what they kind of envision for us as far apart for our season two and future, we want to make sure it aligns with what our visions are and what fits within our family. Because uh, we do you know, have two little babies and we have to kind of think outside of just ourselves. We have to we think have as to a think family. Yeah. We definitely have to think for the babies because their well-being is everything and as well as education and also I mean Jesse's super busy with his businesses I have some projects coming up and it would be great to for the show to show what his entrepreneurial skills because he's been that way all his life and also most people don't know he's like a workout freak like a gym gym rat is that what you call it well I mean I just call myself I love yeah it. like um 
we were we bumped into Guy the other day, and he was like, "Oh, Jesse, you're looking fit." But I was thinking, no, Jesse was even more fit before. But now he he only is limited to one hour per day at the gym. Back then, he was spending three hours at the gym. Like he just loves it. And I remember when we first started dating and we had no babies, he would invite me to the gym and I'm the opposite of a gym rat. Like I'm so lazy and I am OCD. So I think everything's dirty. I don't want to touch it. I'm like, okay, I got to wipe it down. I got to wipe it. And this is like way before COVID. And then he's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm hungry. Can we leave? Like, And then so I used to go to the gym and I would, I would literally bring him down. So now we know just, me stay at home with the kids, whatever, and he'll he, he gets to go to the gym on his own, and it's very ther- therapeutic for him. And I shouldn't go bother him, you know what I mean? Because back then he was like, "What? You only been here for half an hour, and you're tired?" Because I just I don't know, I just don't have it in me. I'm like a I like to go to the grocery store, and I like to go shopping. That's like my mm-hmm. gym. And actually, the kids playing with them is a lot of work. That's yeah. my gym too. I mean, most moms don't know that. I think I've been getting questions. Like, Sheree, how did you lose weight so quickly? Well, it's literally my son. He treats me like I'm a human gym. Like I'm like lifting him up every day on my legs and knees and just it's a lot of work. But I love doing it. I love that bonding time with him. I'm grateful for it and yeah. Everyone out there, if you haven't seen Bling Empire Netflix, you need to go you just binge the whole thing immediately. It's absolutely phenomenal. First, is there anything that you guys wanted to talk about or promote that I didn't talk about in terms of the show or other things that you wanna talk about? No. My new Kahani tequila. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, our tequila brand, which we're very excited about. Yeah, uh, we have some. Yeah, yeah we got some pretty soon. Yeah, we got some pretty special things coming out soon. Being able to create a private label, right, for people to purchase. Um, and, you know, I mean, I think it's a continue again. Why working. don't you elaborate on the private label? <laughs> okay, well, you like, know. Tell, tell, tell him what you told me. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's just being able to have your own barrel aged in Mexico and uh, able to kind of buy into the whole, you know, your own barrel, the way you want to age, the, just everything else. Just, you mean you can buy one barrel to yourself? Oh yeah, yeah, you'll be able to buy the whole barrel. But one barrel creates 188 bottles. Correct, right? 188, and we know number eight. It's yeah. always 88 a good number. Good. It's good a good number. So yeah, so yeah. we're very excited about that. That's kind of launching uh, end of this month and uh, coming up soon. So definitely look out for that. Well, hey, I'm the bartender on Bachelor in Paradise, which films in Mexico, so I expect to have a barrel sent down to Sayulita, and we'll get all those beautiful idiots very drunk on your amazing tequila, okay? So we'll, we'll make it happen. Okay, so I don't know if anyone told you, but the premise of my show is origin stories. I like to f- see how people became successful. So if you got a couple minutes, let's reel back the clocks and see where the hell you guys came from and how the hell you got here. You go with that? Yeah, sure. All right, quick break. When we come back, the stars of Bling Empire, Sherry and Jesse, will tell us how the hell they got on this stupid podcast. Stick around. (laughs) A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode 
of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, we're back in the Wells cast. If you guys haven't seen Bling Empire on Netflix, you absolutely have to. I was trying to think of like a way to explain your guys' show, and it's kind of like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or like The Hills mixed with like Crazy Rich Asians. How do you guys explain what your guys' thing is? For us, our participation on the show, as first when we, when we kind of talked to the production team, it's really just a, a show about being able to kind of show a little bit about the Asian culture, mm-hmm. right? Um, because the cast is all diverse between so many different Asian countries. This this is kind of like a, a, a way for us to assemble this cast to be able to show the world a little bit of our background. Right. So you know, at that time, I you know I didn't really look at comparison or or to any other show because there wasn't any at that time, right? And that's really the motivation force for us to be part of it. Right. He actually didn't, I mean, both of us were very private, so we didn't want to show anything. And 
And every time they asked something, he would actually just reject it. Like, oh, can we? And he's like, no. And then, I mean, normally, can I say this? But if we go to Vegas, like, we would, he would, like, literally get the best, like, penthouse there. But if they're filming, he'll just get a regular room. I'm like, okay, but that's not us. But he's like, I don't want to show anything. Like, does that make sense yeah, to you? Like, yeah, that I one mean, trip that we went I mean, and I mean, for, filmed it? Yeah. yeah. For, for me, I just, you know, again, art take participation on this show yeah. it's, it's not about i guess the point right right really again our art thing is really just kind of wanting to showcase the, the heritage and the culture mm-hmm. but just the, the the timing again going back to life and timing is during the filming it, it went through some of our happiest and saddest time and at a time when when we talk about show that wasn't even wasn't subject wasn't even yeah in, including yeah they didn't ask us about any of the bling or anything no yeah. It was more like, oh my gosh, Sherry, is your mom okay? We thought we were going to be able to film a clip of me going to help my mom, but not show my mom's face or whatever my mom's comfortable with. If she didn't want to do it, we wouldn't do that either. Sometimes when I look back, I'm just like, oh, I wish there was a me holding my mom's hand in the show. Like, how wonderful would that be? I have like so many videos on my phone, but, and I won't give up my phone. It's an old iPhone. I've had it forever. I won't give it up because I feel like my mom communicates with me through this phone. I'm crazy, but she really does. And it's like freezing on me because I have so much content on there now. <laughs> well, speaking of looking back, let's go back to the beginning. Uh, ladies first, Sherry, where did you come from? Where were you born? I'm born in Los Angeles County, California, and literally born and raised here. What else do you need to know from me? <laughs> How many siblings do you have? Where do you fall in birth order? I Yeah, I'm the only child. It's just me and my mom growing up. Parents separated at a young age, and I am stuck to my mom like Lou. I'm so close to her. So for me to lose her so suddenly, so quickly, she's very young. And at the moment, I thought she was healthy. Like, very shocking to me. Yeah, it's very, very shocking that I lost her. Was your relationship with your mom growing up mother daughter or like sister sister definitely mother daughter she was very strict with me i actually didn't see her often because she was always working i was usually with my grandparents or the nannies and but even then i had a really great relationship with my grandparents too and yeah my grandma was really really strict i think because of my grandma i learned how to you know be very what's that word called i'm very thrifty or no, not thrifty i'm very What's that word called? You know, when you're good in the kitchen, like I'm very good with knives and cooking and boiling water. Domestic. I'm very domesticated. Yes. I wouldn't have learned those things from my mom. Yeah, because she was always working. And my grandma just, yeah. What kind of kid were you? Were you like a good student? Were you mischievous? Uh, Were you an athlete? I am not an athlete. I was actually always in choir. Um, I guess you can say I was popular. I was prom queen. I am not an athlete. I'm very, very terrible at sports. I am not good with schoolwork. I'm not good with homework. I have to study really hard to get good grades. Yeah, I mean, that don't fit. I heard somewhere, though, that you had visions of being a doctor or a pediatrician or something. Oh, yeah, because my mom forced me. She said I had to either choose to be a doctor or a lawyer. <laughs> like, okay, can I do pharmacy or a pediatrician? But then I went to volunteer. When did you first get your first designer bag? I'm so spoiled. I think I got it when I was 10. My mom got me a Chanel bag. Do you still have it? Yeah, I still have it. Yeah, we have, we have a lot of stuff it's in like storage. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff. Okay, I'm running out of time with you, so we got to flip one over to Jesse. Where are you from? Born in Taiwan. 
Okay. Uh, state when I was uh, fairly young and uh, grew up in Dallas, Texas. So uh, that's still where I reside the majority of the time. But uh, no, I, I mean, you know, it's like I, I'm, a, I'm a Texan, you know? I mean, maybe a lot of people can pick us on my Texan, you know, accent. But, uh, you know, I do have a little bit of me, the South. Yeah, he does. Um, I, I'm the only child as well. Um, and good, I'm glad I'm the only child because if I had any siblings, I would be I'll be disowned by now, okay? <laughs> we don't have to go into academics because it's probably non-existent with me. So uh, we don't need to go into academics, but I was I was really into sports. So unlike Sheree, I was really into sports. Uh, I thought I was going to be the first Asian NBA player. Yeah. And I went down the tube real quick. <laughs> I realized that the hard way. But that's how I did. I focused growing up playing sports. And, uh, you know, being Dallas... You know, I mean, that's, and we actually had the first Asian NBA player that played for the Dallas Mavericks. You know, I was always driven in work, even though what didn't, wasn't accomplished academically. I really enjoy working. I know, I know it sounds kind of funny, but, you know, yeah, even when I was working for my parents growing up, I actually found a night job just to work outside of my parents. Growing up, once I turned 16, I got my first job. And I still remember the first night I went to work, I had to stay in clothes and I had to mop the floors before I had to go, I was able to go home. And my parents were so worried about me. I mean, this is before like, you know, cell phones, right? So my parents actually drove up to my work and looked through the window and saw me mopping and my mom said she actually cried. <laughs> and then the, and the next day, yeah. yeah, and the next day my mom was like, how about if I pay you and you just mop the, mop the house, right? And I was like, no, no, you know, it's, it's not just about that, yeah. right? It's just about the responsibility part and being able to earn a place. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of really drives me. I, for the longest time, I held two jobs. I go to work during the day at my parents' company, and at night, I go find a night job. You know, just get that experience. Most, most diligent man on earth. <laughs> this one right here, always working. What was the job that you had to mop the floors? I don't know if you guys know, but it's called Brahms ice cream. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a mixture between like, you know, like a little mini market and a fast food, right? So so I remember when I finally made it up to drive through, that was a big accomplishment. I mean, people actually work at those fast food, they'll understand. Like when, I, yeah, because, yeah, because when, when I first got hired, right, like they have to go through a series of like, you can promotion, right? Like, you know, and then like when you, get to a drive-thru, I mean, it just means that you have made it. Like, honestly, like, you know, it, it went for this, like, you know what, when you get to a certain point, they say, I'll put you in drive-thru position. And I actually got to the drive-thru position, so. What did you enjoy more working, like, at that time, working for your family or, like, making it to the top of the mountain and becoming the drive-thru guy? Well, I have to, I have to say, um, both kind of give me a little bit different aspect, experiences, but I have to say the drive-thru experience was pretty... It felt pretty good um, because you know it's, it, yeah, it, it's a self accomplishment, right? Like like you went through every single part of the of that particular process for you to get there, and being able to look back and what I did, you know, being able to do from everything, like I said, from cleaning and mopping all the way to cooking to the drive through. I mean, it's it's a big accomplishment in my opinion. He's really really intelligent. Like oh. no, you are. I mean, why else would you be good? Your business is. But he just, yeah, he never, 
I, I think you would have like really loved going to university. You would have done great. You would have had so much fun. But, yeah, yeah, maybe that part. Yeah, you would have had, had a lot of fun. Maybe, <laughs> maybe too much fun. Take me to the moment you guys met. <laughs> uh, we met through mutual friends in Vegas, and then we just kind of kept in touch from there. And then he invited when he came to LA because he he's in Dallas, right? So he came to LA. He said, "Hey, Shuri, let's go um, to this event together." No, he didn't say event. What did you say? Let's. Well, I said dinner. Oh yeah, let's go to this dinner together. So I was kind of like hesitant. I was like, dinner, like with me and you. I asked him so many questions. I was like, can I invite my friends? And then he's like, uh, no. And then he was like, just like dodging all my questions. And then, and then I showed up to the dinner. I thought it was like a private Rolls Royce uh, dinner party thrown for Jesse, and it was only what eight people. Yeah, eight ten people. Eight ten people. And then. Some of our friends were there, and you know, and it's crazy what a small world it is. And I guess to him, that was our first date, but I didn't know that. She thought we were yeah, just hanging out. Yeah, I thought we were just like hanging out. Like I don't know. Yeah. Was it love at first sight? Uh, I can't speak for her, but for me, it was. <laughs> for me, I'm I'm very careful, right? And uh, so no, it was not love at first sight. Of course. What I thought he was a great person. I mean, he had like. Amazing body because I, when I first hugged him, I thought it wouldn't work out because I'm a foodie. I, I love like trying different foods and stuff. I thought he just didn't eat, but then it turns out he's actually a really big foodie too. He would plan his restaurants first, like me, and then travel there. And if the restaurants didn't work out, we don't we don't go. So I mean, we just kind of went hand in hand. We have like a lot in common, and I thought I wasn't gonna be able to date someone who had like a rock body. Like his body was like so stiff, like it was perfect. I mean, it's still okay. perfect, <laughs> but. Still perfect body, but oh my gosh, I hugged him and I was just like, wait, am I hugging like a rock? Like it was so hard because he obviously he's a gym rat. Okay, I'm running out of time with you. Before I let you guys go, you ready for some rapid fire questions? Okay. Yeah. Rapid fire questions with Tree and Jesse from Bling Empire. First thing, night in or night out? Night out. If you could change your name, what would you change it to? I love my name. It would be Sheree. And you would be Jesse. Why well, wouldn't change your name? If you did change oh, really? your name, yeah. You, I, would, I don't know. I'll probably be Giovanni. Giovanni? Giovanni. Okay, I don't know. are you Italian? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that name is so cool. Okay. Giovanni. Okay. What was the first concert you ever went to? Chicago. I think mine's in sync. <laughs> you get different generation. You see, yeah. you see the gap there? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Who would you call to get you out of jail? It would be my mom, but she's not here. What do I do? It'll be my mom for sure. It'll be his mom. Favorite book? Bo Knows Bo. Was that the like a Bo Jackson biography? Yeah. Nice. Favorite superhero? Jesse's my favorite superhero. Oh, no. <laughs> he saved my life. <laughs> no, I have to say uh, probably Batman. Favorite ice cream? Cookies and cream for me. Rose water? <laughs> Recently, I like this rose water ice cream. I mean, you I married a man who worked at a ice cream parlor, so <laughs> first job you ever had? Bronx. I wish for a mom. Yeah. That's the first job. First car you ever owned? Mine was a BMW 3, 325i. Is that it? I forgot the... Toyota 4Runner. Who's your first kiss? <laughs> what kind of question is that? I'm not answering it. <laughs> wow. We don't, don't remember. I don't Bye. remember. Next question. <laughs> what is your hidden talent? I don't know if I have any. 
Tim Tower. He's Tim Tower for dancing. Oh gosh, yeah. no, no. If you give him like the good stuff, tequila, religion tequila, he'll he'll yeah. <laughs> really, you think I'm good at dancing? Yeah, you know that. Oh, I wow. see. Well, is, really, he cool. dances with the kids. Like he's always dancing with the kids. So. Yeah. Um, wow. That's 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 new to me. That's great. <laughs> She is so nice to you, Jesse, by the way. You're so intelligent. You have rock-hard abs. You're a great dancer. So smart. What the hell is he bad at? This is what I want to know. He's not the greatest singer, cause, only because I'm very, very picky when it comes to music. Although I think I'm the Grammy award-winning artist in the show. <laughs> Somehow she doesn't no. think I am a good um, singer, but, but I yeah, think it sounds so good. He's actually good at many things, yeah. Well, you guys are really good on Bling Empire. Everyone go watch season one on uh, Netflix. Sheree and Jesse, thank you guys so much for taking the time. Again, remind everyone where to follow you on social media and about the tequila company and when people can buy that stuff. I'm mostly on Instagram, Sheree Official, P-H-E-R-I-E Official. And our religion tequila is actually tequila religion. And, you know, tequila and religion. I'm sure you know how to spell it, right? (laughs) And... He's just Jesse Official. Yeah, my IG is Jesse yeah. Official. And can you buy the tequila now? Only in the states that we're currently distribute in Texas, Louisiana, Colorado, Nebraska, and the Northeast, the five states. We're but, working on it. Yeah, we're expanding into California and Florida this year. Very cool. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to come on Wells Cast. Big fan of the show, big fan of you guys, and you're just as awesome in person as you are on the show. So uh, thanks again. No, thank you so much thank for having you. us. All right, see you guys. Hey, Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Subscribe to Wells Cast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. It's the internet. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.